Thank you for joining me, friends, for another episode of Smoke Break Enlightenment. Firstly, I welcome everyone to all of the episodes that I present. However, there are a couple things that I would like to go through with you before we begin this episode. Most importantly, I have nothing to teach you. I have nothing for you to gain from me specifically. I am not enlightened. I have not mastered the self. And I do not have any realizations or information to provide to you that you do not already know. Secondly, I will never charge anyone anything under any circumstance for anything that I share. With those things out of the way, I would like to introduce something uh, that I've built. Um, if you feel obligated and or interested in such nonsense, you can visit me at smokebreakenlightenment.com. There you're going to find my blog, um, a couple services that I offer, again, all free of charge, um, and uh, various other nuances there on the website. So, as always, I thank each and every one of you for your continued support, for your willingness to participate with me in this project of illumination for the seekers who do not have a voice, for the individuals who are desperately crying out for realization, enlightenment, uh, gnosis, and those sorts of things. So as always, I extend my, my deepest gratitude and thank you to each and every one of you. And let's go ahead and jump in to this next episode of Smoke Break Enlightenment. Welcome everyone to a, another episode of Smoke Break Enlightenment. Today, I actually want to go ahead and reference um, a list, if you will, of recommended reading. Uh, you know, on this podcast, we've uh, discussed quite a bit about non-duality uh, techniques, um, non-techniques, you know, various things of that nature, right? Um, but of course, there's there's got to be a grandmaster list if you will, of uh, text to prepare the initiate into the various strands of thoughts that uh, you know a person like I would be discussing on a podcast like this. Um, so as many of you know, um, I've dabbled in quite a bit. I would say that religion and spirituality are pretty much essentially the biggest mistakes of my life. <laughs> um, ignoring that, of course, um, there's quite a few things, right, that I'd like to uh, review from a textual perspective that I think um, have, A, either made a gigantic impact on my life, um, or, you know, texts that have truly shaped and opened subconscious stratum of divinity within my mind so um, you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna have some texts here that are non-dualistic we're gonna have some texts that are dualistic we're gonna have some texts that are uh, left-hand path Bamakara oriented um, and, and uh, you know honestly top to bottom this list is going to encompass a 
vast strand of things uh, that I personally have found to be wildly impactful. Um, so for starters, the Ashtavakra Gita is number one. Um, everything in that text is pure, undefined wisdom. Um, it, uh, that's it. It's, it's, it's all you need. Uh, from a non-dualistic perspective, that's the way to go. Um, it, uh, it, it truly changed my life in every single way, top to bottom. Um, there's, there's not necessarily a way for me to portray the level of importance that that text has provided to me. So, um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to start there. That's, that's the heavy hitter. Um, secondly, is going to be a tie between uh, two, two texts. Um, one I actually recently just issued a review on. Um, it's called Sin and Guilt, Monstrosity of Mind by Ramesh Belsakar. Another foundational text for a slightly more nuanced uh, introductory level, um, but in actuality, it's it's all you need as well. Um, uh, tied with that is going to be the Avadhut Gita uh, by Dharatreya, and uh, it is uh, again another wildly astounding and impactful text that has radically changed my life. Um, of course, all of these are coming from a sort of Hindu, Neo-Advaitin, uh, Ejadiri, Navna Sampradaya perspective. So, um, you know, take that as you wish. Additionally, um, there. This is going to be this is going to be a hell of an episode here, team. Um, <laughs> but um, I have. Uh, quite a few other rec recommendations that are going to come from other schools of thought. Um, so if you were just here for the, <laughs> you know, more straightforward, non-dualistic recommendations, those are going to be the ones that I offer to you. Um, however, another text that I would like to highly recommend to everyone is the Virava Tantra. Um, there's various copies of this, so, um, you know, if you, if you look for that, um, that's going to be another highly impactful text. Um, you know, it sort of comes at the non-dualistic tradition from a tantric perspective. Um, that's a, that's a book that I've read many times, and uh, will continue to read. It uh, uh, truly orchestrates yet another strand of the non-dualistic perspective, but again from a tantric orientation. Um, and, uh, and quite honestly, it's. Uh, Astounding. There's, there's not really a lot of words for that. Um, some more books that, of course, I'd like to recommend as well um, is the Gospel of Thomas. It's a Gnostic text from the Gnostic Christian tradition. Um, you know, as much of a disdain that I have towards Christianity, this is another fantastic text. Um, again, approaches things from a slightly more westernized, non-dualistic perspective. Um, however, it's not something that can simply be ignored. Um, it has really orchestrated a fantastic orientation of 
how non-dualism can be viewed from a more Abrahamic sense as opposed to a more, uh, I hate this term, but Eastern sense. Um, in addition to that, right, um, that is also slightly uh, in, in the same vein, if we will, um, but from the Chan lineage of Zen Buddhism uh, is the book of Bodhidharma. And again, that text is going to be orchestrating top to bottom a Zen perspective on the non-dualistic tradition. And it too cannot be ignored. It, uh, um, uh, the level of simplicity that is set forth here along with the level of intensity um, has again radically changed my life. So that is uh, something I highly recommend, especially from a practical perspective. Some things that are going to be coming uh, sort of out of left field. Um, you know, I don't want to necessarily say that, but uh, in reality, if that's the truth, um, this book is called The Trouble with Being Born. And uh, this book was by uh, Emil Choran. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Emil was a, uh, uh, well, certainly sort of a highly pessimistic mystic. His texts again present a grim, almost filthy version of reality. Um, but again, it, it, it speaks to the portrayal of the seeker, right? The unnecessary, undignified uh, cry for sanity in a insane world is uh, it simply can't be ignored. Um, Another text, again, that has really opened my mind to things is the myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus. Now, Camus was an uh, existential philosopher. He's credited with creating a, you know, the school of absurdism, but uh, I'm not necessarily sure he would have saw things that way. Regardless, um, uh, he presents a, a text that realizes mankind's potential for struggle and what our quote-unquote option is to do with that. Um, so again, another highly recommended text out of the Western philosophical uh, orientation. Um, and as all, you, all of you probably know at this point, uh, uh, I myself have ventured into the wonderful world of quote-unquote the left-hand path. Now, the left-hand path is uh, directly in contradiction with that of the quote-unquote right-hand path. Um, and these are just simply semantics. But regardless, um, the left-hand path encompasses many things, such as uh, Vamakara, um, um, different traditions that go against the grain, right, that are antinomian, um, you know, that present a route of so-called self-deification, immensity into one's own world, right? Um, all of which is, most interestingly enough, uh, compatible with uh, monism and uh, non-duality itself. Um, but anyways, uh, a couple of left-hand path uh, recommendations here that have had a seriously large impact on my life. Uh, most importantly, 
would probably be the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. Now, this is not a, a non-dualistic text by any means, but something that I deeply appreciate and respect LaVey for was his importance of the self. And LaVey was coming at this from a, a psychological, materialistic perspective, um, but regardless, it, it's still radically compatible with a lot of what we discuss on this podcast. Um, and LaVey goes about things and presenting it in a way that orchestrates a sort of level of and dichotomy ultimately right of everything that's involved with the self right um, man's pursuit for pleasure and uh, you know his um, divisiveness I guess towards uh, you know the commandments from Christianity and things like this so um, you know being being brought up in a Western culture right the um, complete opposition to these ideas along with the focus on the self, uh, also really illuminated uh, parts of me that I thought would never be illuminated. Um, next, we have The Red Book by Carl Jung. Now, Carl Jung was a uh, um, um, psychologist, ultimately, and uh, he was also deeply and profoundly impressioned upon by Gnosticism and mysticism. And he sort of approached these things from a psychological perspective, which has ultimately set up um, the totality of a path, if you will, uh, within Western society of approaching everything from a psychological perspective. And the Red Book actually details these events where Carl Jung would sort of enter into a, strand, uh, a trance, right, and, um, a.k.a. deep meditation and or contemplation and where he would create, I, I guess I shouldn't say create, but he would um, interact with uh, the entities of the subconscious mind. And um, it would not be too far-fetched to say that that was his God, was these entities, right? So <clears throat> another book that really opened my mind up to a lot of ideals and practices and uh, perceptions that a person can go through when they're on this quote-unquote seeking path, right? Um, in addition to the Red Book, I also highly recommend the Shiva Sutras by Ranjit Chaudhary. And um, uh, just another perfect text that illustrates uh, plenty of techniques and options that a person can use to get deep into a trance and uh, you know, sort of get into that uh, mindset if you will, right? Um, and <clears throat> um, I, I've deployed a lot of the uh, so-called techniques and practices in the Shiva Sutras, um, and, I, and I can't recommend it enough. I feel like if a person is looking for techniques for whatever purpose that may be, um, then that sure shit is going to be a uh, fantastic text to go ahead and orchestrate that. Additionally, Throughout my adventures, I traveled through the path of uh, paganism, essentially, right? And I looked into a whole host of uh, different perspectives and uh, cultures and how the gods were perceived and all of these things. Um, so another fantastic um, text that is also going to be coming from that perspective. 
is called the Seed of Yggdrasil. Now this text here specifically um, really opened my eyes up to a lot of things um, because it presents it all in an understandable, uh, woven fashion that uh, illustrates the myths through a realistic perspective, right? Um, so this book is by Maria Vilhag. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. And um, I read the fourth edition. And uh, uh, like I said, uh, um, the author uh, tackles these perspectives uh, from a, a pantheistic point of view, which of course the paganist uh, communities do not like whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. Um, but that was another reason why it made such an impact on me. And, um, it's simply because of that text that, you know, I had a new level, I guess you could say, of understanding towards paganism and another perspective that was more than likely utilized during that time. Um, so we have, we have all of these texts from all of these different, <laughs> you know, sort of perspectives and teachings and everything really um, and I feel like the majority of people that listen to this podcast based on the information that I've gathered um, would would benefit from a lot of these texts right um, something that cannot necessarily be defined or put into a corner that I highly recommend to everyone is a book by thought is your enemy by UG Krishnamurti UG cannot be defined, he cannot be put into a box, you cannot uh, do anything with him uh, when it comes to labels or personifications that are going to justify anything that he says at all. So he's, he's, he's nestled away in his own little corner, and rightfully so. Um, that was one of the very first books that I read as I as I got into Advaita, uh, which sort of ruined the Advaitin experience for me. But regardless, um, Yuji is not classifiable. And it is because of his nature and because of his attitude and uh, his perspectives on things uh, you know, that that's just the way it is. I actually saw someone online classifying him as a as an agori. And uh, <laughs> From an intellectual perspective, I certainly see things that way. I'm not sure he um, performed a lot of the physical acts and rituals and things of the Agor, but uh, regardless, um, you know, someone uh, was trying to box him into that. Maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. We'll never know. Uh, but my opinion, he cannot be classified. Um, the next book that I'm going to recommend, um, this book was really fun. Um, just a simply fun, uh, intellectually stimulating read for a person like myself who is so uh, antinomian. Uh, and it's called Diogenes the Cynic, Sayings and Anecdotes with Other Popular Moralists. This is an Oxford World Classic um, with a new translation by Robert Hart. Um, so Diogenes, man, he, he, he knew what was going on. He he, he had figured this out, right? So he's, he's in this society. Everybody's trying to, uh, you know, live their daily lives, be professional-ish, right? So you had a lot of scholars running around, a lot of 
professionals in just essentially everything. Um, meanwhile, you know, we've got Diogenes, he's naked, laying out in the street, acting like a dog, barking at people and doing all sorts of great things. And, um, uh, you know, it, it really illustrates the perspective um, of an individual who is radicalizing himself to the point of fearlessness. And that's what I really, really, really enjoy about Diogenes was that he, uh, like Eugene, like LaVey, like Diagor, um, and so many other uh, individuals, right? He just came at it. He came at it with a ruthless perspective. He tore through it, and then he lived it. Um, and that's the type of individual that I will always support. Um, so anyways, I recommend the book. I think it's great. Um, I really, really cannot say anything more about it. It, uh, it just demands to be read. Next up, um, we have my German existentialist friend, Friedrich Nietzsche, with his book, Thus Spoke Zarathustra. And this text, again, is, is uh, another work, uh, a fiction tale, um, that Friedrich wrote uh, in regards to man's struggle against himself, right? Becoming the Ubermensch and uh, uh, becoming the Superman of yourself, right? Um, and it is just chock full of uh, wisdom and practical applications to your daily life um, and how that can really radicalize the inner sense of yourself, all without the unnecessary need of a, uh, uh, you know, a of a deity, quote unquote, and I and I got a lot of respect for that. Um, you know, anything that challenges the individual to come at things from a practical, realistic, honest perspective um, will honestly always get points in my book. And uh, again, I just cannot recommend it enough. Um, yeah. So essentially, right? Those are some of the biggest hitters that I can think of. That I recommend to people to read gives you a, a vast eye-opening experience from a whole host of traditions and fields and perspectives um, you know especially if we, I mean realistically if we look at this from a purely non-dualistic monistic uh, philosophical perspective right we're barricading ourselves we're, we're limiting ourselves here and people on the left-hand path uh, I'm not talking about these nerds that wear black all the time and uh, are essentially just materialists. I'm talking about the individuals who practice a full-fledged living philosophy, right? Uh, of people who are intellectualized to the point of insanity, but know that they must go against the grain of themselves to discover the gem that they have hidden deep within them, right? The, the Atman that has been overshadowed by the Maya, right? The, the, the Tao of which that cannot be named, you know, comes to fruition, right? The divinity within escapes and uh, overflows within, right? All of these different perspectives, right? Especially from a left-hand path uh, viewpoint, they're critical to necessitate and then overcome, right? And 
believe all of these texts will at least introduce an individual to the wide array of perspectives and understandings that we can understand. Um, of course, none of this is necessary reading, right? Um, these are just texts that have ignited a multitude of perspectives and psychological openings for me personally that I highly, highly recommend. Um, simply, again, for their ability to illustrate myself. Thank you, as always, for joining me on another episode of Smoke Break Enlightenment. You can find me at www.smokebreakenlightenment.com. You can email me at smokebreakenlightenment at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody. See you next time.